0: Depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Go to mentalhealth.gov to learn more or call 1-800-273-8255 if you need immediate help. My name is Joshua Gilmore from the Nowhere California and Ectopod podcasts. You are not alone.
1: You are now entering Nowhere California. If you love what you hear, you can subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast players. And if you can, please leave us a ranking and review. Also, if you like our ideas but hate our voices, you can get your Nowhere California fix at NowhereCalifornia.com. And if you want to share your random thoughts or other bullshit, you can message us at Facebook.com NowhereCalifornia or Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Remember to listen irresponsibly, my friends. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011.
0: This is Josh. This is Nick. And welcome to Nowhere, California. Finally got Nick back in the mix.
1: I know. Well, you know, amidst scheduling and uh, and family life and illness and everything else. Oh, and my kid blowing himself up. He's <laughs> alive. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I would have um, laughed if, if, <laughs> if there was something right, different.
0: <laughs> They'd be right, like, motherfucker.
1: The, the dark side of Josh. Oh, <laughs> exploding children um oh, but along with that and, and a few technical difficulties here and there we're back i am oh, yeah. i should say i'm back you guys have been at it you you, you fucking maniacs
0: well like we said in the the first uh, go around with Doug when we jumped back on the zoom is like this is our 10th fucking year there's no more like shuffling our feet or anything like that we're we're going in guns blazing
1: yeah, and that's, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, trying to set this up so that we can regroup and go at, uh, you know, for our 10th anniversary and here forward. We're going at our 10th anniversary uh, balls deep. We're going to really sink our teeth into trying to bring you guys the, the very best that we can as far as uh, breaking news on uh, new trailers Anything. that are coming out, announcements that are coming up as far as, you know, who signed to do what who may be in or out of whatever project, uh, you know, and, and stuff like that. We're going to try to start bringing comic book reviews and, yeah. and things like that. So we're, we're going to sit down or Zoom over a brainstorming session, get things figured out, and, uh, and we're just going to kick it into overdrive with nowhere.
0: So Another thing we're doing tuned. that uh, I talked about on the recent episode, too, is abusing uh, the Reface app a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sir... Uh, you, (laughs) you are a, a master craftsman at that shit (laughs) because some of the stuff that you sent me, uh, I've been in meetings and had a pop-up and of course mine shows the little preview picture without, uh, you know, giving me the full rundown. So I'll be in a meeting somewhere or doing something. We had a security briefing at at, uh, my work and (laughs) right in the middle of it, I just laughed my ass off. So uh, yeah, you you have done an excellent job with that refacing app.
0: Thank you. Like this time around, it's uh, Star Trek with us,
1: and it's so it just looks so cool. Yeah. And i I don't understand how my picture. I, I, I we got to find a new picture for me. Uh, it, it looks so funny, but I I always look just a little. I don't know, just a little slow.
0: <laughs> just, uh, don't worry just about like, it. Doug. Does bye bye. too. Bye
1: you look regal as shit by the way yeah that's the weird thing
0: i I hate my picture and (laughs) anytime i've really done reface lately i'm like damn i look good in this shit
1: yeah wait till you see the shatner kids it's uh it looks pretty amazing
0: yeah um to kind of jump into the topic of this episode and something Mm -hmm. i forgot to ask you off mic that i'll ask you on mic. did you get a chance to see free guy yet
1: i have not (sighs) um as I mentioned, my son blew himself up. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of a harrowing burn accident and things like that. But uh, uh, he's healing up fantastically. For those who are concerned, for those of you who are not, it's just my excuse uh, to to have missed quite a few things. Uh, I also had a move going on, and so there was just a lot that I I have not had a chance to sit down and okay. watch. Um, so I finally mm-hmm. made my return to the theaters, but I have not seen Free Guy.
0: Okay, so it kind of it, now the quandary is: Do I ruin a cameo in it for you?
1: One hundred percent. Is
0: it the is it the Chris Evans? Oh yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Okay, you know. so I do know about that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah.
0: So uh, do you know how it unfolds?
1: So I here's what I do know, and um, I guess. Maybe I should have given a spoiler warning before I blurted out the old Evans name, but I'll, the movie's been I'll out enough, it and now. it's
0: just crossed the three hundred million dollar point, so I think everybody's seen it, minus you.
1: There you go, minus me. Um, so somebody had sent me a clip. It was a, it, I think it was on TikTok, and uh, it was just the, it, it was Ryan Reynolds fighting uh, basically a hulked out version of himself. The, the um, character's known
0: as Dude in
1: the movie. Nice, I, yeah. I like that. So. And he goes to take the swing, and he has the glasses on, and he reaches for him and grabs him and puts them on and, and selects something. And then when you hear the bong, and then he comes rolling around, and you can see the shield, and it's playing oh, yeah. the Avengers theme, and you get the Chris Evans going, what the shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, Did, and have you been able to read how that cameo
0: got done? No, but I can't wait. Okay, here, here is how it rolled. And if nobody can tell, we're going to be talking about cameos in this episode. Basically, as the production progressed for Free Guy, the mm-hmm. Fox Disney sale was pretty much a done deal. Okay. So they came up with the idea and thought, okay, are we going to be able to do this? They posed it to the studio and everything. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to go if you want to do the Captain America stuff. And then they're like, okay. And then realized that Chris Evans was in the vicinity of where they were filming in New Orleans when he was, rec- he was uh, filming Defending Jacob for Apple TV. So, like, okay, okay, let's see if we can get this cameo. And it worked perfectly. All they did was met up with them at a cafe, filmed him saying, What
1: the shit? And that's amazing. Got a million dollar the... cameo out of it. <laughs> now, I I don't know if I heard because I was too busy laughing at the, the clip itself. Did anybody in the diner or the coffee shop go, language?
0: Nope. Which would have been oh. perfect, but it was probably yeah, like a no, short. Like short notice filming, so it was probably like in and out.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, it's still fantastic. I, I love little stuff like that. And uh, so technically, we already had it in the can when Deadpool and Korg did their little cameo thing oh, yeah. together for the review of Free Guy.
0: Well, that thing—if you didn't know—didn't know the story behind that. Like they did that without even the studio knowing. They filmed it and
1: hoped for the best. I'll oh, see. And that seems to be the, the magical formula for Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Um, um, so that's... that's it, it
0: was on an episode of uh, <gasps> Fat Man Beyond. Uh, Kevin knew the DP for that little shoot. And the guy told Kevin, like, oh, yeah, we finished it up, like, midday. And then uh, Ryan was in the suit because he, he has his own Deadpool suit that he stole from the, the production and Uh since they finished uh filming early he's like uh let's get the make-a-wish list out so they sat there and he sent out a bunch of he started filming a bunch of uh make-a-wish videos for kids in deadpool telling kids kids with cancer like this deadpool kick some ass or whatever um and then they finished up with they finished up with that and then Ryan Reynolds was like, "Well, I saw the suit on. Does anybody want to take a picture with me?" And then spent the next like hour or two taking pictures with people sitting on the couch with Deadpool.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's outstanding.
0: Yeah, I want like Ryan Reynolds is an amazing individual.
1: <laughs> oh, he absolutely is. Um if you ever want to see something funny just on a side note by the way, yeah. you really need to deep dive into the kind of Twitter, Instagram, uh feud between he and his own wife blake lively oh god yeah oh my god it's one of the funniest things i've ever read like
0: the feud with him and blake lively and then of course the immortal there can only be one left standing but i hope it never ends feud with him and hugh jackman
1: oh i really you know it, it it really should be something where it just becomes an ongoing joke every single Deadpool movie that we get where they mention or we see Hugh Jackman in some way shape or form
0: well I don't know the truth behind it but there was supposed to be like for Deadpool 3 it was supposed to be a road movie with him and Wolverine
1: (laughs) I would kill for that movie yeah I just can't wait to see him incorporated into the Marvel universe in some way, shape, or form. Oh, it's going to be awesome.
0: Like it, oh, Deadpool uh, 3 is supposed to be getting into production pretty soon. And that's, that's fabulous. Yeah, but to kind of throw back to cameos, what are, uh, what are some of your favorite cameos?
1: Um, some of mine, I really, really, because it's one that I only found out maybe in the last decade. One of my favorite movies of all time is Hook. So oh, when yeah. I found out, yes, when I found out that Glenn Close was the, uh, was the guy who was, uh, you know, the, 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 the pirate who was also being accused of not believing in, in Hook and yeah. he's standing right next to Peter Banning and they're like me and then they put him in the boo box. It's, I've watched it over and over again and I'm like, you, you don't know. How are you supposed to know? How are you supposed oh. to know that's playing close? You know, and it, so when I finally found out the reveal on that, I thought that that was fantastic. Well, another um,
0: uh, go ahead kind of cameo, but kind of to jump into the like dissection of cameos. Mm-hmm. When first uh, Pierce <gasps> being taken off to Neverland by Tinkerbell, yes. the couple yes. that was making out on the bench in the park was yes. it was George Lucas
1: and Carrie Fisher, wasn't it? It's yes, it's George Lucas and Carrie Fisher, but they're on the bridge. Yeah. And when they fly over, the, the pixie dust sprinkles down. And because they're each other's happy thoughts, they float up into the air. And, and that's, and uh, it was, that was such a cool thing to learn, you know? Uh, and that's kind of the thing with now. cameos. Yes.
0: Like the thing to try to figure out, because nine times out of 10, a cameo is like you blink and you miss it. Or, right. or so upfront, where it's just like it's going to take you out of the picture for a moment, but you're still going to be like, oh, that was awesome.
1: I mean, we could go with the and and I, I'm hesitant in saying it just because of everything that's going on with him. But of course, you have the Ron Jeremy and Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um. You know, that's slight like cameo that's there. Um. You well, know, well, that was an unknown go.
0: cameo because he wasn't exactly. even a person at
1: that time. Well, he was. Uh. I, I, he was. He was still doing at that time but he it wasn't mainstreamed
0: yeah it just was some Um, hairy dude that showed up on
1: set yeah just some some hedgehog kind of guy on the on the set who happened to be you know prominently in the film um i think my absolute favorite though my absolute favorite sneaky little cameo is jim carrey as fire marshal bill in liar liar oh yeah um, for those of you who don't know, if you go back and watch the scene after Jim Carrey uses the, uh, you know, mobile staircase to chase down the plane, and you know everything happens, they're taking him out of, on a stretcher, and they're interviewing his his wife, and Carrie Ellis is there, and the kid, just in the background. And by the way, there's several people that break character in that scene. Um, you can see Jim Carrey with his lips tucked up over his teeth and a hat on and he's wearing aviator sunglasses he's got the fire marshal hat on and he's doing fire marshal bill and he's just nodding and shaking his head holding up the the radio in mm-hmm. the background and uh that was one that i just recently had found out about as well and it is it is by far uh my favorite little sneaky cameo that's ever been done in the film
0: Well, like uh, before we dive into our usual nowhere trope of uh, best and worst list, because I have found a top 10 list of the best cameos, and I did find a list of 10 horrible cameos, and it's going to be an interesting list on both sides. I
1: can't wait for that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
0: we do have to discuss the man that honestly redefined cameos and should honestly cameo should be renamed
1: stan lee stan lee's, yeah. yeah they should be lee's yep i agree yeah stan lee <laughs> they sneak him, yeah they sneak him into everything yeah and in, you know, even after his passing we we find stan in things um
0: yeah in the picture and all that stuff and, yep. it, and it started even before marvel because one of our favorites well, like favorite movies of all time and a movie that has become Marvel canon. Mallrats was Stan's yes, first cameo.
1: Sorry. I kind of swooped that. Honey, was all mallrats. Uh, oh,
0: well, that shows how excited to talk about it.
1: I, I'm telling you, looking at my room full of props and movie stuff and my video game and all that. I, I can't help, but, you know, draw parallels. And I think every nerd can do this, draw parallels to, to Brody. Um, he just does it with such a finesse and and with with being so cool you know and the fact that his best friend goes out of his way to set up this meeting between he and stan lee yeah to kind of get him back on the straight and narrow and all he wants to talk about is superheroes private uh yeah like leading
0: into the la comic-con in
1: 2019
0: (laughs) where we met kevin like I was having some uh, some rough patches where, like, I was just thinking, like, I really need a Stanley moment, <laughs> like yeah. a Stanley Mallrats moment. And luckily, at that convention, I did by meeting fucking Kevin Smith.
1: There you go. And yeah, uh, you, you know, you were awesome enough and supportive enough that I was able to get in there and meet Kevin as well and get an autograph. And uh, yeah. it was it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. And you know what? Let's not shrug off Kevin's cameo. Whether you want to, he's been in what two Star Wars films? Uh, Yeah, yeah. one as a voice,
0: and then one uh, post heart attack where JJ is like, "Do you need to live so I can put you in a Star Wars
1: movie?" Exactly. Yeah. Um. The, you know, we get him in Rise of Sky, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um. You see him run by in that. It's an uncredited cameo. He's actually in there. And then the other one is when they throw back to. Clerks talking about what about all those people on the Death Star that died for no reason? Oh yeah, and he's like, "What about the sanitation guys and all that stuff?" And oh, that was a total nod Abrams, to Kevin, <laughs> yes, JJ was flat out said that he did that in for Kevin. So oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's just it's just awesome in and of itself. So, um, but I'm really looking forward to it. And in, in grand tradition of, of nowhere, California, I am going in absolutely blind to your list, so my reactions will be absolutely genuine much like our our famous uh halloween candy episode which oh, yeah. i'm reminded of since we're rolling into october here fairly soon anyway that being said don't take too much of my shit too seriously because i have poor taste in a lot of things yeah that is true
0: and <laughs> but i'm gonna let you uh, make the pick here what list do we want to start with worst
1: or best um you know what uh keeping in tradition let's go with the best Best first, and, okay. Uh, yes, let's go best and work our way back. I'm
0: going to work from the bottom of the list, work my way up. Uh, this list comes from the website shortlist, which, you know, okay. is the gospel when it comes to the list because they're short. Absolutely. Yeah, and they're the only shortest list I could find. All the other lists <laughs> unlike,
1: were like top 25 that cameos. Oh, yeah. Unlike that 500 uh, song list, we just perused slightly of Rolling Stone's top yeah, 500 uh, songs. Well, I'm Fuck still
0: still toying with doing a multi-part solo episodes of me going through a top 100 list of movies to see before you die and
1: see how many of them I haven't seen. I bet you it's going to be a very very small number. You'd be surprised um, you too. you <laughs> have a a pretty vast catalog of films that you have seen and I I would be I think I'd be pretty hard pressed to throw one out there that that, that you haven't seen.
0: Well, before we jump in the list, I remind you that when I saw Stand By Me in theaters,
1: that was the first time I saw them. <laughs> You'd be surprised, yeah, okay. dude. <laughs> you know what? I have mine on my list, too, that, that people go, wait, what the fuck? How did you oh, not yeah. see that? Yeah. So, But anyway, I digress. Anyways. Continue on, sir.
0: Okay, number 10 on the short list of best cameos. Jim okay. Parsons and the Muppets. Yeah, Jim Parsons is the human form of Walter in the Manor Muppet uh, musical number.
1: Really? Yeah, that's outstanding. See, oh, and yeah. there's a there's a movie on my list that I didn't see, and I'm a diehard Muppets fan.
0: Oh, uh, you're do yourself a favor and see just even the go on to YouTube and watch that whole sequence.
1: Absolutely, I, I'll have to. Do if it. I remember
0: correctly, that one that song, Manor Muppet, won the Oscar that year.
1: And <laughs> oh, leave it to the Muppets. Well, that's
0: the thing too. Like after when they were ramping up for the sequel and everything, Jason Segel bowed out because he's like, no, I did what I wanted to do. I got the Muppets back on the big screen and
1: I got him an Oscar. Oh, see, that's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Jason Segel is an
0: amazing dude.
1: He absolutely is. Um, (laughs) I, I've, I've always loved him. And I remember when they came out with the trailer for that, I was, I I knew that I had to go see it and I'm sure there's some dumb reason why I did not at the time. Um, Exploding children. Yes, exploding children. We're just going to go with that. That's going to be my excuse for the Uh, My kid blew up. Give me me some flat.
0: Number nine. As we talked about uh, Kevin Smith in the Star Wars movies, number nine is Daniel Craig in The Force Awakens.
1: Yes. (laughs) That's the stormtrooper
0: that gets uh, Jedi'd by uh, Rey.
1: Yep and that's uh she get he, he she mind fucks the shit out of him it's the very first time she ever does it and
0: uh and it works
1: and yeah and it worked fantastically and he's he's the voice that's uh, behind there and it's funny because i've listened to it over and over again and there's nothing that i can pick out that's a nuance of daniel craig's voice that just is an absolute giveaway oh, yeah. so you just have to take it at face value i mean like you, you, you can close your eyes and no matter what i'm just like no it, it's too much of that metallic feedback from the stormtrooper helmet and all that that uh you know but it's it's just a cool thing to know that he daniel craig james bond who by the way and i know this is going to be blasphemy, probably right along with my halloween candy is my favorite james bond knowing that james bond is a, is a star wars nerd and a star wars character
0: yeah <laughs> can't argue that uh number eight is john hurt in Spaceballs. oh yes that's
1: right oh shit what's that coming out of the nose yeah. Spaceballs. There goes the planet.
0: He was uh, the one that uh, the ch- burster at the diner. And he was also the guy that had a burster in the original Alien, Alien movie. That's...
1: Yeah, forgive me. I'm fucking up my stuff. Uh Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the check please scene. That's one of... That, that's fantastic. Hello, my baby. Hello, my dog. Uh, God, what a fucking great scene. You're absolutely right. He's the one that played... um Not Dallas. Dallas was... uh Tom Scarrow. Oh, that's yeah, another movie
0: I've never seen. I've never seen Alien.
1: Really? Yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's if you get a chance, you should absolutely watch it. It's uh, you know for being a film that's so um, aged, I should say. You know, so so uh, classic and vintage. It it is such a well done, terrifying film. Yeah, and, I, uh, believe,
0: I believe I have abs- it in my collection.
1: Absolutely, if you have it in, with Blu-ray or into the commentary, 100, you should watch that. Certain things it is so fascinating. Um, but yeah, that scene was was absolutely iconic in the film when you know they're just enjoying dinner and he woke up and everything's great, and all of a sudden this thing just starts trying to eat its way out of his chest. And you know uh, Mel Brooks recreated it perfectly and, and got the perfect guy to do it.
0: Uh, number seven is Martin Sheen in Hot Shots Part for... yeah. Deux. Oh yeah, the
1: Apocalypse Now scene, right?
0: I don't, yeah, it looks like that's what it is, but I don't remember him in that movie.
1: Okay, so there's a scene, okay, um, because that one, Charlie Sheen was looking like Rambo, if you yeah. remember. I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene where they're on the boat, that's on the river, and Charlie Sheen's writing in his, his diary, and he's giving this very profound kind of like speech, and all of a sudden you hear another voice overlay and it's Charlie Sheen's, or it's uh, Martin Sheen's voice uh, who is famously in um, uh, nope. Apocalypse Now. And I believe it was a platoon as well.
0: Platoon, but also Wall Street, because I believe they make a comment about Wall Street in the process.
1: So yeah, what they do is they uh, they're passing by one another. I want to say it's, I want to say it's platoon where, Martin and Charlie, I think are, are both in the film or something like that. Or maybe it was wall street. I don't know. Um, anyway, so you hear the overlay as they're the dialogues being read in their head and they pass by one another and they stand up on the boat and point at each other and they go, Hey, I loved you in wall street. Yeah. And yeah. And they just kind of go sailing past one another and it's so random and so fast, but it was perfect for those. Uh, parody type films
0: well that's the thing back in that that time frame uh the hot shot movies were still in that time where parody movies actually were good
1: <laughs> i'm telling you right now there was two things that i could not wait to see in that time frame and that was any one of the naked gun films that were coming out oh, and yeah. any one of the hot shot films that were coming out And it's not a surprise that Lloyd Bridges was involved in a lot of those because he was very much responsible for, you know, and the kind of a mainstay in the airplane series, which is exactly the same kind of slapstick uh, farcical humor that, that those other two, you know, that uh, um, uh, Naked Gun and Hot Shots both follow along. And uh, they're just so, they're so fucking ridiculous, but they're so funny if you ever get a chance to watch them.
0: Oh yeah. I was addicted to those movies when I was younger.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. The next
0: oh yeah shocker i know huh
1: no no i absolutely loved it i'm just thinking through those scenes in the second one where she takes off her beauty mark and gives it to him yeah as a as as a good i remember
0: (laughs) the the underground fighting he did where like the one guy is putting like glass on his fists and everything and he's (laughs) sticking gummy bears and sprinkles and
1: Yep, it shows him going through and they're getting glassy like dip their the the hands, the resin, and or their their hands are like resin and glue, and then it goes into the glass, and then it's <laughs> fucking hot fudge topping. Yeah, shit. it's so good.
0: Uh, the next one, I'm going to have you guess it. Um, I'm going to tell okay. you the movie, but you can guess which cameo they're talking about in this list because the movie is Wayne's World. Ooh, and there's a lot of cameos in this movie.
1: There is a lot of cameos in that movie. Um, but what what was the best? Best cameo that film oh my god let me think give me give me a second here uh and
0: there's a brief cameo at that
1: is it in the is it when they're at the the uh the crueler coffee shop place Nope. okay which one is it then it is Robert Patrick revising oh yes the the Terminator 2 scene that's right yeah that's right what he's all "Ah!" oh my god that's right I forgot about that one
0: Such a quick throwaway joke and scene, but it's perfect because they were able to pull it off. And the fact that the Terminator 2 movie was still such a red hot movie at that moment, they were able to pay it off.
1: That movie was so, so fantastic that you should seriously look up how many times Robert Patrick has alluded to or directly played uh, the the T-1000 in little cameo scenes. He's almost got, I want to say he's got like five or six under his belt.
0: Oh, yeah. No shock there. Yeah, it's
1: just fantastic. It's fan- I completely forgot that, that you're absolutely right. That is such a great team.
0: Uh, the next one is one we've discussed and we'll discuss a little bit more because, well, it's our fucking show. It is Stan Lee in a Marvel movie, but which Marvel movie? Stan Lee in a
1: Marvel movie. Uh, I'm going to go with. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute, because you're you're kind of. Da- I don't think it's one of the the big new ones, the ma- the mainstream ones. I think. Let's see. You're gonna go with Fantastic Four. No. It, okay, which one do you go with?
0: It's Captain Marvel. I'm
1: trying Cap- to. Oh, is that where he is? He one of the is he the astronaut in that one? No, no, no. no, no.
0: Captain Marvel's is rats. Captain Marvel's Mall. What? Yeah, remember in Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel That's right, is right
1: when he's writing Mall Rats on the, on the bus, or he's reading uh, the script. I mean, I'm sorry, on the, train. He's reading the script on the bus.
0: Yeah. So th- Where she crashes movie? in looking for the scrolls and everything. She's looking at different people. and That's hear, right.
1: And he's going over the fucking dialogue for his scene in Mall Rats.
0: Yeah, I think it's like, uh, don't worry, true believer. He, he's repeating that line over and over. <sighs> and she pulls down the script with that classic font. And I remember. The theater was dead silent like they're reacting to it and everything but even before you see stan's face and i see that script the theater is like silent and you hear me in the back of the deer
1: going oh. well, <laughs> is it bad that that cameo was so deep for a second there that i inception the shit out of like three different cameos i'm like wait a minute what is he talking about where are well, we what movie are we in
0: <laughs> well you gotta look at captain marvel and when it came out it came out in between i believe black panther and infinity war
1: it did it snuck it in so that we it would set her up for in game yeah and uh, in the theater uh you get the blockbuster scene in the beginning of that so it's like 91 well, or 92 i think when it takes place well the blockbuster scene i already knew about from the trailer right we knew about that one going on i'm not saying but was that like was a more non
0: flashbacks for me because but of it was my, my my exit from that organization
1: Right. So we go into every single Marvel movie going, where's Stan going to pop up? What's he going to do? Where is he going to be? How is he going to find out? And when that scene took place and Kevin had alluded to it, Kevin Smith had alluded to it on I can't remember if it was Fat Man Beyond or if it was on uh, Hollywood Babylon, but I remember he was alluding to when he he talked about the film uh, when he was talking about it, he said there was a moment in there that made him cry and and so he he danced around it it must have been because did he did he mention anything about it or
0: no because i like he knew about it way before like in uh, he did a video where he's like okay so everybody's probably wondering how the hell this went down and right uh, and asked if he knew anything about it or if he went in surprised and he revealed unfortunately i was not surprised because Kevin Feige contacted him and said, okay, I need your help with something, but this will reveal and spoil uh, something about Captain Marvel and Stan's cameo. And Kevin, of course, being Kevin was like, ooh, spoil away, let me know. And he said, this this is what we're doing. He's going to be on the train when Captain Marvel is looking for some scrolls, and he'll be there reading a certain script and we need your help with this because it's the mall rat script. And
1: Kevin's like, <gasps> that's so cool. Yeah, I remember talking about it. And it was that at that fucking broke down like, crying.
0: Yeah, and, and then at that certain time when they were filming and everything, Stan was, unfortunately, his health was starting to go. So they couldn't get like the proper hit on the lines. So they were asking Kevin if he had any access to any alternate takes or something that they could work with. And he's like, I don't have it personally myself. But I know some people that could get their hands on it for you. Yeah, but that's awesome. An amazing cameo. Yeah, of, you're uh, absolutely right. M- multiple amazing cameos because it's fucking Stanley and it's freaking awesome. Oh, absolutely.
1: Marvelous. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. uh, I mean, the, the Doctor Strange one was pretty damn funny, but you're right. The, the Mall Rats one is right up there.
0: Uh, up next is Tom Cruise in Austin Powers Gold Member.
1: Okay, so to be fair, to be fair. There is several cameos in <laughs> that. Yeah, they, they
0: actually list them in this uh piece. They talk about Austin Powers as, oh, uh, sorry, let me redo that. They mentioned Tom Cruise as Austin Powers in Austin Pussy, and then yes, and they have Kevin Spacey uh,
1: was Dr. Eagle, right? Y-
0: yeah, he he that shall not be named as Dr. Yeah, Evil. I know, I know. Yeah, Danny DeVito as Minnie Me, and Gwen that's Copson. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when he turns around, in- fucking cigar in his
0: mouth oh, oh yeah. my god and yeah. then gwyneth paltrow as austin's sidekick in the movie dixie enormous which so- there's a lot of cameos in that movie and as much as like i really love the first one despite that Shag-Me was good but god
1: goldmember sucked i you know goldmember i was not a huge fan of um i know what i am a fan of and that is dr evil oh, no. and he did not fail to deliver with dr evil in any one of those films Oh yeah. No. Um you know like I love I love Fat Bastard, I love all the characters but Dr. Evil is just comedy gold Where <laughs> I love him to death. In in the very first one when he's trying to adjust his chair while he's up on the moon, you know, in space all, and it's oh, yeah. going up and down and he's getting sick. and He leads over and he's spitting like he's going to throw up. It's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. But I, I think we have with... to agree that that Mike Myers may be up there in the king of cameos as far as not not himself but ha- you know doing films or, or creating be films. able to get
0: people in yeah
1: yes getting getting the un unbeknownst cameo thrown in there
0: um another one uh, we're getting the top three of the this uh, short list of best yeah. cameos all right uh, all right david bowie and zoolander
1: he judged the walk-off oh, between Yes, between Owen Wilson and uh and, Siller, yeah. and uh Vince Ben Stiller, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I forgot. Showing about that. something
0: that a lot of people sometimes forget that David Bowie has a
1: wicked sense of humor. He really does. Yeah, he really does. Um that's a good yeah, one, He yeah. looked great. He looked great in that movie, too. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh we're in the top two now. Okay, number two. Hugh Jackman in X-Men First Class.
1: Oh, the go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yes. That That is such a great fucking scene because uh, if I remember correctly, he just threw the go fuck yourself in there.
0: Yeah, I believe so. I think it wasn't in part of line, but they
1: they got (laughs) got the clearance to do it. Because as a PG or a PG-13 film, I think you're allowed one F-bomb. Yep. And he threw it in there uh, with the go fuck yourself line they walked into him and said hey we want to go fuck yourself They're, okay then they just yeah. right back out no harm no foul <laughs> yep that is such a great one okay and number one
0: honestly I don't remember when this list was made but it's honestly the hall of fame of uh, cameos in any movie and okay. when it happened I freaking loved every moment of the sequence and you're going to probably agree too it's from Zombieland, and it's Bill Murray.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the fucking, when he, uh, just that oh. whole interaction with all of them in the, in the theater and all that stuff, and then with they, when they shoot him, bang, he just shot me. Uh,
0: and then he finally gets to say publicly that Garfield sucks.
1: <laughs> Garfield sucks. like you have any regrets? Uh, I don't know. Garfield, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was so fucking funny you're absolutely right that is the holy grail of cameos right there uh so much so that they had to put him in the second film as well
0: yeah and brought in uh, dan Aykroyd, but their cameo i think got relegated to the credits if i remember correctly it did it did yeah
1: let's go with the worst ones. this one i if donald trump isn't on this fucking list then then there's blasphemy i'm i'm gonna pick it i'm gonna boycott somewhere i don't know what Yeah, he's got to be on here somewhere for his Home Alone cameo.
0: Okay, I I will give you a little bit of spoiler. No Trump on this list. And honestly, Uh, it's probably
1: because they don't want to give that
0: freaking jackass any more press than he wants.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, all right. I'll concede a little bit here. To be fair, it was his hotel. And the fact, or, you know, actually, it wasn't his hotel, was it?
0: No, it was his hotel. And that's the reason that he roped himself into it. Like, I get to be in the movie. Oh.
1: Well, then, never mind. Fuck that guy. Anyway, yeah. okay. Continue. Yeah, fuck Trump.
0: But um, this list comes from... This worst cameos list comes from Far Out Magazine from the UK.
1: So Oh, all right. Letting the British chime in. I like it. Yep.
0: So we're going to work our way from the bottom to the top, and I have a feeling at least one, maybe two of these,
1: you're going to be, like, blasphemy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like so, this. I like this. Controversy. All
0: right, so... First on the list is David Beckham in King Arthur The Legend of the Sword. Never saw the movie, so I don't have really okay, anything to say.
1: So that's the one with Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Um, first of all, not a great film. Not yeah. not a tremendous film. Not a memorable um, film. But but not a horrible film either. I don't I I think they're probably judging this off the merits of the film itself. As opposed to David Beckham playing, he's I think he's the guard or something like that who has uh, a whip or something like that. Like he's he's shitty and mean to everybody.
0: Yeah, the the next so, entry on this list, I don't think we can merit the film quality because it's a really good movie. But okay. I can kind of agree that this cameo sucked. The cameo was Quentin Tarantino in in Django Unchained.
1: I'm trying to remember where his cameo occurred in that film.
0: He was a fat Australian, like
1: Oh, that's right. The jail the bounty hunter dude who or whatever that had the Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was like it, it felt like it was shoehorned in there for no reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the way he looked, just like, wow, dude, stay behind the camera. Yep. And it's not it's not even body shaming him. It's just like you you, you didn't need to put yourself in here, man. <laughs> because yep, it just no. looked like It just felt weird seeing Tarantino that way. It
1: super forced, and it it felt like there wasn't any real reason for it to be there.
0: It was pretty much like Tarantino was probably thinking, like, I I got a good Aussie accent. I can step in here, knowing that the other two weren't really Aussies.
1: (laughs) night, mate.
0: Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was just like... Put another
1: "Mm." shrimp on the body.
0: Honestly, that was, like, the only thing really missing from that crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Still an
0: amazing fucking movie, just that cameo sucked.
1: Yeah, it was a very weird cameo, which is odd because, you know, like his his written in and it's not really a cameo, but his written in character in pulp yeah. fiction was so good. Uh, so it's it's weird to see.
0: Know, I think that was like the only other time shit the bed uh, past pulp fiction he put himself in like Reservoir Dogs he was in it because it was Reservoir Dogs his first movie. Oh, then of he was jimmy in pulp fiction because it was just, it was the breakthrough movie for him so i was like fuck it i'm putting myself in here even knowing yeah. beforehand it was it wasn't even known that it was going to be his breakthrough movie and i, I okay. don't remember anything after that like jackie brown or even kill bills i don't think he popped up anywhere huh. and then yeah he decides to throw himself in Django.
1: yep yeah that's it was it was very weird it did feel very forced
0: okay <laughs> and another really forced one and a really okay. horrible fucking movie. Al Pacino in Jack and Jill.
1: Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Did Anyways, you watch that movie? Uh, you know what? I, I have seen this clip and it just doesn't make any sense to me. In, in, in what little I know of this, uh, it just doesn't make any sense why why this would be here. but. Uh,
0: makes no sense that this movie exists in the real world.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, super fucking weird, but Al... I, I don't know. It was one of those things where when you look at it, you just kind of go, oh, okay, so he's going to start going the way of Nicolas Cage. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would agree with this, and I didn't even need to see the full film to, to, to understand the what the fuck, why? So, yeah. Okay, this is probably going
0: to be the first of the possible two blasphemies. Oh, here we go! Mike Tyson in the Hangover.
1: Bullshit! That was such a great fucking scene where he's like, "Wait, I love this part right here," and then just slugs the fucking shit out of Zach Galifianakis. Oh yeah, that was. And it was so a crucial part. Of, like, who the hell would be the right person for minute. that sequence? But wait, 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 wait! Is it specifically the Hangover, or is it the Hangover Two?
0: Nope, The Hangover.
1: See, now, if they would have said The Hangover 2, I would have been like, yep, 100% or... Yeah,
0: because it's just trying to cash in on the first one, which, unfortunately... Yeah, when
1: he's like, you know, one night in Bangkok, and it was the worst thing I'd ever heard. Yes, that I would have been like, ooh, God.
0: Because the Hangover 2 was honestly that. Not Even the people in the movie agreed, like, we should never have done
1: that movie. No, but the, but the first one was so fucking good. And just the fact that you're like, oh, that's right. Tyson does live in Vegas at this point. Yeah. And yeah, it makes sense because Tyson really did own a tiger. Yeah. And without that scene, we don't get Stu's song, which is one of the greatest moments in that film. Uh, totally agree. <laughs> What do the tigers dream of? Oh, such a funny fucking moment. Yeah, that's, that is every, as a matter of fact, every time I hear in the air tonight by Phil Collins. I get to that drum solo, and that's exactly what I think about, is him punching the fuck out of Zach Galifianakis in that moment. Same here. <laughs> yeah. uh, next oh up on God, the list... you killed him. Oh, yeah, I, so I you... totally agree
0: on this next one because of the person involved in the movie okay. because both of them suck. The movie is right. Love Guru, and the cameo is Kanye West.
1: Now, I'm going to admit that I have not seen The Love Guru. You're lucky. Um, it just seemed like it was, it was horrible. They'd gone to the well, they they just gone to the well one too many times.
0: There's been multiple um, times leading into our wise that Love Guru has popped into my mind and I don't want to put myself back through that. Neither I don't mind, you know the movies that we have watched for The wise, and I don't want to put myself through The Love Guru again.
1: <laughs> so So, you're fucking, you're gonna force feed me, uh, Crow Wicked Prayer, but you won't sit through. Uh, we're gonna have to chain you to the chair and tape your eyelids open or something, make you watch that fucking movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, Hey,
0: if you want to do Love Guru this next year, I will be more than happy to put you through that shit. (laughs) uh,
1: You just want somebody to share your hell. Um, yeah. See, I, I, look, I'm gonna put that in the same category as. Uh, what was the one that Adam Sandler did with the, the Zohan oh yeah and that's a uh, horrible movie too I didn't fucking care I I was like uh oh we're scraping the barrel here and... I read like
0: tweets that like uh, Judd Apatow defending Zohan I'm like dude I, I expect you as a filmmaker and writer and everything there's no redeeming Zohan this and there's is no not... redeeming love guru <laughs>
1: This is not the hill to die on, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I had no no interest in that, but the fact that it's Kanye West makes it even less palatable for me. Oh yeah, I can't stand that fucking guy. Oh, same here. And uh, yeah, no, it's.
0: Ugh, ugh. We'll just we'll just move away from that. There you um, go. The next one is another director that gave himself a cameo in a movie, and I kind of honestly. <laughs> this part was very crucial to the movie and I don't see why not have him be this role, but it was M night Shyamalan in science.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there was, it was a very odd, cause that's right where Mel Gibson's wife, he's the one that runs into Mel Gibson's wife, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He kills her. Yes. Uh, has her pinned against a tree. It's, it's a very weird you know you you understand why they are the way they are you know you know the, the all the issues and stuff that they have centered around this one event but his his like she just came out of nowhere was so deadpan yeah oh, i think it's the
0: performance it's that people kind of go like what the fuck is going on here
1: oh it's so terrible and it's like why would you why would you just put yourself into something like that for that reason it was ugh.
0: Well, maybe the reason was it's that role is one crucial, but also two, how do you do that role? You're not really going to be happy-go-lucky like, hey, this is what your wife said when I freaking killed her. Exactly.
1: Uh, It was just odd. It was very, very odd. I can see why on
0: both sides. And the next one is from a movie series that you you like. Um, Okay. It is Madonna and Die Another Day. Oh, yes. Wait a minute.
1: She's in Die Another Day.
0: She's the fencing uh, instructor, I believe.
1: Oh, you're fucking right. Oh my god. Yeah, she was horrible in that.
0: From everything I've heard from that movie, yeah. It was Which such a throwaway
1: is, role. It's so odd because she she's not a horrible actress. Yeah. Like, I loved her in Evita. Um, Desperately Seeking Susan is one of my favorite films from the 80s like she's not a horrible actress
0: was she trying her her british
1: accent in this movie i think that was right smack in the middle of that you know like and that may be the reason why (laughs) totally forgot she did that and it's so fucking ridiculous i have to laugh oh yeah but it's one of those you know those moments where you see something and you just feel embarrassed for another human being and you're like, oh, God, ooh. you just cringe, and everybody knows. Oh, that's exactly what that makes me feel like.
0: Yeah. And, and, and keep the cringy feeling going. Um, okay. Michael Jackson in Minute Black
1: 2. Dude, that was such a fucking oddball moment. He's just begging. He's just begging for, you know, please, there's something that I can do. Is there anything that I can do around there? You know, is that, oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's such a
0: joke, like such a joke moment that he's kind of not even on in on the joke. What it
1: felt like, one hundred percent, you're accurate about that. It seemed like they had written it for him to be farcical and a parody of himself, but he was like, "No, I'll just take care of this for myself. I'll, I'll film it for me." Yeah, let's just do this. Yeah, super fucking weird. Okay, we are at the top two of this list. Okay, now we're coming up on our next blaspheme. Um, the
0: next one, I'm going to say not really blasphemy because of what makes it a bad cameo. Okay. It's Dwayne Johnson in The Mummy Returns. And the little section that describes the moments and everything and what's pointed out as what kind of makes it really bad is the CGI. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, uh yeah, I, like, yeah it was
0: nothing against it, Dwayne Johnson and his performance no, and everything. It's the
1: just the, the horrible was, looks of it. It wasn't even it wasn't even up to snuff as far as one of the shitty wrestling games at the time. You know, it. it oh, God, dude. I remember that now seeing him like half human, half scorpion. Oh, that's so fucking weird. You're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's funny because people will give shit to, like, uh Mark Hamill's, you know, appearance in The Mandalorian um, yeah. and Carrie Fisher's in Rogue One and things like that. But... but At least they I look human. Love, I would love to show them this and be like, uh, you all need to just shut the fuck up. At least they okay. were somewhere in the ballpark. Not an entirely different sport. And they're like, it was so bad. Oh,
0: All right. Time for the top one, and... Uh... I'm very mixed on this one because I can understand why it's the number okay. one. And also, two, it's a little bit of a blasphemy, too. It's from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 in 1991, and it's Vanilla Ice.
1: Oh, that's right. The ninja rap shit. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to remember his cameo in the film.
0: It was, was it just, just him the- performing.
1: Yeah, him, just been performing Ninja Rap for no fucking reason. And
0: then talking to the Turtles a little bit afterwards, if I remember correctly. But as uh, even like that movie, that movie was so horrible. But also, too, as a kid of that era, I love that movie. <laughs> and yeah. Ninja Rap is such a vital part of that movie. It but is. also, too, you look at it now and it's like, motherfucker, why was this even allowed? Oh, yeah.
1: It was tolerable at best when that movie came out. And the fact that it has aged so horribly has just made it even even more, you know, ridiculous. And it was old school
0: Vanilla Ice with the poofy pants, the poofy hair, and just, God.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm just... uh, Remembering it? Yes, (laughs) but then I also, and I don't know why I jumped back to it, but I'm just picturing Michael Jackson up on that big fucking view screen <laughs> please please uh, let me just do a little something else. oh god oh. yeah that's that's terrible
0: yeah, that's that's it that's the list that's the end of the worst we did the best and
1: you know what I would I would agree with quite a few of these um, yeah Quentin Tarantino getting shoehorned into his own film super fucking weird just the Mike Tyson
0: um, one was like no fuck you
1: yeah, you know, because, you know, it was an know. important part what they are going to was... do
0: Siegfried and Roy.
1: Ex- oh. Uh, I smell I smell another fucking hangover coming up. No, but I I absolutely think that, that was it was it was perfect. It was perfect. So to say that that popped up on the on the, the the worst list you guys are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Now, if you go back and correct yourself and and you know, go with the uh, hangover uh, two, the second hangover film then sure we'll we'll accept that but the first yeah. one you've lost your fucking mind exactly yeah oh well,
0: so i guess before we lose our fucking minds and might as well wrap this thing up
1: yes i appreciate it and uh you know bear with me folks i feel like i've gone back to season one of rambling myself <laughs> uh it's just been a while since i've been on the mic and i'm looking forward to doing more so uh you know i i will uh try not to ramble as much
0: yeah, you got some ring rust to work off, and we got Halloween coming up, so it won't be too long before we're back, either on Zoom or in front of the mics. Bring
1: on the candy
0: corn! Bring
1: on the
0: candy corn! <laughs> oh God! Before he starts ejaculating candy corn on my neck, face, and chest, this has been Josh. I would give, I would give
1: anything to ejaculate candy corn. Oh anyway, this has been Nick and be excellent to each other.